go ahead and talk into the mic. Go ahead and talk into the mic. Friends, family, colleagues. That's pretty good. Now say it like you mean it. <laughs> Brothers. That's better. Sisters. Why don't you talk like that? It sounds so aggro. It's not aggro. It's only... <laughs> All right, ready? Okay, I'll talk loud. Okay. Connor, Welcome back. Just let us know which of those two you prefer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a while since we brought you an episode from the corner, but I'm Connor. And I'm Kirk. And this is our corner. Welcome to episode five. Uh, I'll say this. I feel substantially more comfortable on this episode than I did on the first episode. Yes, I and agree. I, and I think it shows, and I think I got a lot. And I'm sure you did too. A lot of people came to us and said the last episode was killer, super interesting. And I was very happy with that. The audio qualities on Kai's episode was a bummer. Yes. And I think we just have to go out there, take that on the chin. Exactly. Address it, get ahead of the story. And and, um, and, and now we've adjusted the audio levels. I don't know if you can tell, but we sound amazing. Some of us have gotten a little more confident in our, <laughs> in our own voices. Some of us drank a little water, a little bit of tea before. <laughs> trying, to be Not little, afraid. trying to be a little too suave in the last episode <laughs> that it turned out I was just mute the entire time. You honestly, and I fucked up Kai's microphone too, but whatever. There's a lot. Yeah. That was a great episode content wise. And There's always something to improve upon. Something to learn, you know? Exactly. And thank God we did that when we had our friend on instead of a guest that we actually. That matters. Yeah. <laughs> feel like a guest that we actually reached out to to try and have on. Right. That, that would be embarrassing. Yes, Absolutely. Um, so, so when was the last episode we released? It would have been three weeks ago. Yeah. A little bit of a, little bit of a scheduling, a little bit of a difficulty. scheduling mishap. Yeah. yeah. We've kind of been all over the place. We had finals week right after that episode came out. So that was a lot of work. Kirk, do you want to tell them the news? I'm employed. <laughs> it happened. I'm employed and graduated. So now I just yeah. do nothing. Ne yeah. And you earned it. I entered it. And but, in a way, that was that was killer timing. You grinded out the your last quarter and your college or your job hunt at the same time, and now you just get to reap the rewards of a quarter with nothing to do except golf. But the quarter with nothing to do is a dangerous quarter. It and I'm a week and a half in, and I'm already scared for the next eight and a half weeks. Let's not call it, oh, is it that much already? Oh, my God. What? We just have eight and a half weeks left of college. Is that that can't be right? Is that true? Is that good news or bad news? Bad news. Yeah, bad news. <laughs> really bad news. Well, I guess you're already done, but you're still. You, we got we got about eleven. We got ten weeks until we move out. Yes, but then none of us are doing anything the entire summer. So it's not like we're. It's not like it ends and then we jump into the nightmare of adulthood. Yeah, I mean, kind of does though, right? It's not summer anymore. We're just done. <laughs> it's just it's, it's, not having a job. It's, like, not it's, having it's any work being to do unemployed. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the what we wanted to talk about this episode is 
what are our hopes for our last quarter? Maybe some reflections on college, maybe some hopes for the future. Um, so yeah, why don't you why don't you tell me a little bit about what your plan is for this quarter? That you now you have you have no school. You already graduated. You've already got your job lined up. I won't say where unless you're comfortable with that. Um, and so now you basically start working what August? Hopefully in August. So I have from yeah from last week until then to just fill my time with hopefully something productive and something healthy. Um, it's perfect, been perfect world. What are you doing? Are you are you? Kind of just kind of just being not, active. Is that the bar? I think being active is a bar. I think that's something like during spring quarter, it's something that's so easy to do. Right. And it's so easy to regret, you know, not going outside enough. Right. Um, like it's it's pretty lucky to be able to like rally up ten guys and go play volleyball. Right. Right or, next to our house. Yeah, or go play basketball. It'll never be this easy. Yeah. Um besides that, I don't know. I think I, I almost stress myself out being like, this is the last time I have this opportunity to be, to do nothing right. and to live with my friends. That is, Don't waste it. But I also just <laughs> sleep until 11 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think if anything, so long as you're not stressed, you did it. You did it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just have as much fun as possible. That's, and that's kind of a liberating thing where any night, like I feel like I'm one of the few people that on any nights, like, you're I don't have anything to do in the morning. Right. I can enjoy this time. Right. I don't have to sweat it. Right. I don't know. What do you want to do this quarter? Uh, well, I want to keep doing this podcast. So don't worry. To the fans that maybe thought that we were we were out, we're not out. We're just a lot start, of murmurs out there. Started. A lot of murmurs out just there. Getting started. We're done. We're gonna we're gonna do, we're gonna be consistent with an episode a week. That's that's what I want. That's what I want. Do you hear me? <laughs> um. And part of that's just going to be finding a day that we can just, like, do this every week. And this is a good day for me. I think we should also take advantage of our easy weeks, really stack some content. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, you know, we're going to have busy weeks. Speaking of what I want to do, I I definitely want to try some other form of content as well. I want to put myself out there a little bit. I had a feeling you were going to say mixed martial arts. I I've done the jujitsu. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to like, I want to like have fun with our Instagram, even though I don't have Instagram anymore. That's going to be difficult, but I want to make videos, whether that's like actually good videos or just, you know, filming occasionally making an edit at the end of this quarter. It can be like small or big, but I just want to be like literally wringing out every little bit of, enjoyment and freedom that I can from this from this last quarter but yeah to be honest it's not like I have I just want to, I want to pass all my classes that's that should be that's top three priorities. yeah that's definitely number one number <laughs> one is pass all my classes which I did not do a very good job picking my schedule this year but you know it is what it is I'll make it through it's crazy that the longer you go through college at least I think for both of us in the beginning it was look at the classes you need to take you know, a week before, check out all the different classes. Right. Make a little see you know, what's timetable right, where you right, can right. see where it would work in your calendar. Make sure the get in fin- front of your computer an hour before your pastime, and hits. make sure the finals aren't on the same day. Yeah. And then this, like my last pastime, I think on the I third pastime, know. I was still trying to find classes that I could take that would let me graduate. Do you think there's a there's a, maybe there's a small small part of me that's like maybe even hoping that there's a mistake. 
so that I just have like one extra quarter or something. Or maybe there's like part of me that wants to like self-sabotage a little bit to like to extend the like this. But I don't know. I, I definitely want like part of me is excited to to start, you know, because it kind of feels like the end of college is, is the beginning of adulthood, like you said. And uh, even though a lot of adults always say, like, trust me, your 20s are not being an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, your 20s are a time to, like, make mistakes, have fun, and, like, you don't have to worry about your career. But, like, that just keeps inching for, up forward and forward. For it's them. getting like, closer. And now kids are like, well, if I'm not doing the right thing sophomore year of high school, then I'm not going to have a full-time job on my way out of college. Fuck LinkedIn. Fuck LinkedIn. <laughs> That's fucking right. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I don't know. I watched the... Have you seen the college admissions scandal? documentary the usc one yeah rick singer i watched like 45 minutes of it i liked it to be honest it's interesting it kind of i don't know it was the only thing i found well first of all it's mind-boggling to me is it is it is it that's a good point no it's not and i think but the fact that like they would have their kids pose with like a water polo ball (laughs) they like buy their son a speedo a cap and a water polo ball and they're like just jump out of the water on three and we'll send this, and you'll be good to go to USC. Yeah, and there's a joke where the kid was, like, standing in the shallow end. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can get that far out of the water. <laughs> I, I think I think it's interesting that they mentioned the part about are the parents telling the kids that they're paying their way into school, or mm. do the kids want to know, or, or like, how that whole thing breaks down. Half the parent. Like, I, don't know, I don't know the numbers, but mm. they really made it seem like a lot of the parents were like, do not like my kid cannot know that I'm doing this. And remember the girl or the woman who was talking about her daughter that took like that took school super seriously, and she thinks yeah. that like why would I take the ACT with this yeah. one guy right. in this one room? Right. Yeah. She was like, yeah. She was like, my sister or or my daughter, my oldest daughter doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't care about school. She thinks it's test stupid. It's gonna be give easy me a thirty five easy with her. Yeah. yeah. But my younger daughter, man, she's actually smart. <laughs> Like she like wants, she wants to, to get a 34. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's been studying all year to get a 34. How wild is that conversation? Where this, the mo- the mother is talking to Rick Singer and he's like, I'm going to get your daughter a 34. She's like, dude, I know, but she's getting in the way. She's trying to get it on her own, <laughs> you know? And it's, uh, oh, it's like pretty painful. And like some of those kids, I'm sure, just found out that their parents got them into USC and then. Months later, they were going to go to jail for like a yeah. month to six months, depending on who you were. Dude, what really scares me about it is I feel like adults are always the ones saying, or not all adults, but obviously like some adults will tell you like, dude, it really doesn't matter where you go to school. It doesn't matter the first job you get. Mm-hmm. Like things fall into place. Right. And then these adults are like, no, it really matters where you go to college. Like right. I need you to be at Stanford if you want to if you want to live a life like as successful as mine. Right. We got to get you headed in the right direction but they also made a point of saying that it was almost uh it wasn't all about the kid a lot of it was just my kids going to stanford or Mm -hmm. my kids going to brown you know what i mean exactly it was like a it was a prestige thing what i think is the most fucked up thing about this entire movie is that they highlight that it's okay to pay your way into school if you're rich enough to buy the library yeah but it's not okay if you only have a million dollars and can only bribe the water polo coach. Right. You have to, you have to do it illegally. If you, if you only have a million dollars. Yeah. But 40 million is totally legal. Yeah. And we talked about this too, where 
that forty million that they donate is tax deductible. So these people yeah. that are going to pay, they would pay that to money to a foundation. It's like yeah. it's a nonprofit. Yeah. So that money gets removed from their taxable income for the year, and now they don't. They're not paying taxes, which would be a shit ton of money anyway. So it's basically like, and they get their kid into Stanford. Exactly. So it's literally to like to little expense to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. I think. Yeah. What you said though, about 40 million, like a $40 million bribe. That's fine. So long as it's $40 million and they haven't changed it. Like it's still okay. After this whole movie where everyone's like, that's so, I can't believe they would allow this. Yeah. Like no one's the private schools for sure. I don't think you can public schools. Yeah. Public schools. You can't. That's why I went to a public school. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the private school, like Stanford at the end, they released something that was like, there is no donation that can get your your student in here. Like, we only pick based on merit. Sure. Yeah. Who owns the library? Yeah, okay. Is there dude. a kid there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, I And then part of me was like, Jesus Christ, you know, do they deserve to go to, like, jail for this? I don't have an answer because it's like, as don't get me wrong. It's fucked up. I don't support that at all. I think, but, but it's like <laughs> go to jail. Cause you like bribed like some private school Dean or some private school coach. It's probably the white collar jail though, where when they sent, uh, what's his name? The whole like Jordan Belfort story where yeah, he's yeah, playing yeah. tennis yeah, yeah, in jail. Yeah, yeah. That's probably appropriate. Then you just have to go well, to a detention facility. I guess. Yeah. But like, my question is like those, parents they were like shortcutting the system for sure and i thought they should have been robbed blind i think they should have just like given them a fat fine but most of their fines were like under thirty thousand dollars really and they just did like a month of or a month or two of jail time i agree that's backwards right it should have been a really heavy it should have been a really heavy fine yeah um but maybe that doesn't it's also like maybe the fine doesn't mean anything to them though like if if getting into these colleges like isn't as big a deal as as people make it out to be. Then like, why are these like let them pay money to go to these like colleges if it's not a big deal? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't know I just think you kind of lost me there. Well, I guess my my point was is the complaint that our society has agreed that these few schools mean that you are you are elite. Like, do these elite institutions like mean something to? like an employer. And I thought I wasn't sure if they were making the point that at the end of the day, no, these institutions don't matter, but everyone makes such a big deal about it when they're like going through the process of college or were they saying these going to these elite institutions, it does matter to employers, but it shouldn't. Yeah. Do you see the distinction I'm making? Yeah. I also don't have an answer for that. Yeah. If that was a question, I don't know. Here's my question going off of this. Do you have any regret going to a public school after hearing about friends at private schools experience? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I have an answer if you'd like to think first. Yeah, why don't you go first? I think that the fighting for classes concept at public schools sucks. Sucks. And kids like Connor Riley, who needed to take one more class to graduate this quarter, right. and couldn't get into it, and right. the professor wouldn't let him into it, and he had to go to the department and pretty much beg them to let him graduate on time. Right. Like, I don't think that sort of thing happens at a private school where the class sizes are smaller. Yeah. Also, it seems like the hiring process out of a school, it seems like that's a lot more, 
kind of streamlined and like presented to graduates at private schools where at UCSB it felt like like what happens for accounting kids like meet the firms mm-hmm. that seems like a very unique yeah like opportunity for accounting kids Absolutely. that a lot of other majors don't have something that in front of them I agree I agree and when you and I don't know if we explained this on an earlier episode but meet, meet the firms for accounting students is where all the firms like whether they're big four mid-tier local firms they'll come they'll talk to students like their sophomore year, they'll get a summer leadership program, which is like a mini internship sophomore or the summer between sophomore and junior year. And then that will lead them to a junior year internship. And then that will lead them to a full-time position. And you basically, they make this conveyor belt and you just hop on it. And that's how a lot of like, and that's how a lot of private schools do with other majors too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think that sounds like a job fair, it's nothing like a job fair. Yeah. Like job fairs. Every are- UCSB job fair I went to, I had a, one out of 10 experience half because of the companies that showed up just the least interesting yeah. roles possible. And then also it's just like, you maybe get a resume that leads to an email that maybe leads right. to an interview. And maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, only if you like, if you find out that, you know, you're related to them, will mm. they, will <laughs> they, will they just send your resume through and you'll get something from it? I don't know. But then there's those kids that go and they're like, dude, yeah, I got like six numbers and like I got like three emails already. Like, but do they? I don't know anyone that got a job from one. I don't even from the fair for jobs. Yeah, the job fair. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. Okay, back to your question though. So you're saying there's a lot of disadvantages to public school. Is that? Well, are you saying despite that? No, just reflecting on your experience in public school and what you've heard from friends that went to private schools' experiences. Okay, so yes, I I agree that UCSB in particular, I don't know how it works at other public schools. Cause like we said, Cal Poly public school and they kill it with their students. Yeah. They, they send them through and they get them all set up and like they have practical skills mm-hmm. here. It's kind of like you have to, you, you have to want them, you know, yeah. like you have to want it. Um, and as you should, like we're like so privileged to be living in the place that we do. We have great weather. We live on the beach. It's, they like, can't do it all. If they they did can't it all, do it all. Fair. Like, go fuck yourself. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but yeah, to be to be honest, if I went to a different state school, I don't know. I, I but I know the CSU system because it's the same way with my buddy at Cal State Northridge. He has like there are a lot of programs because he wants to be a he wants to like design cars. Right? We talking Kenny? We're talking Kenny. We need Kenny on this podcast. We need Kenny on this. Huge podcast. shout out to Kenny. Huge shout out to Kenny. <laughs> yeah. He's like there, he talks about a lot of programs that they have at Northridge where there's like, you know, there it's, you can like join a team and you can build a car that like competes in a race and like through that. And he's got, he talks about like all like, uh, different companies that are near Northridge. Like, we'll, like the school will invite them to come meet the students in the same way that meet the firms is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might like, I don't know if I can generalize it to public schools necessarily because like so the CSUs almost feel like m- closer to like trade schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like, uh, you know, a, a liberal arts in- institution in the Ivy leagues, like those, those aren't like trade schools, but they're just so prestigious that they, they want you to get a job for their own numbers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas we're kind of in this like middle area of like, we're not a private school that's like really trying to like adjust their numbers so that we become prestigious, but we're also not like a CSU that's like really focused on giving students practical skills. So to answer your question, if 
and it always was this way when I was deciding to go to school. The reason I chose Santa Barbara is because because of like the intangibles. It's on the beach. It's sick. It's sick. It's fun. It's it's got a lot of people here that are like like me. You know what I mean? It's got. I, I've just met a lot of people that you know occupied a similar position within their friend groups, within their families. You know, I, I don't know. It attracts a certain kind of kid. Um, I don't like that the resources can be like so difficult to like search out, but. And if it were like that at a different school, no, it wouldn't be worth it to me. But it's mm-hmm. worth it at Santa Barbara. And I don't wish I went to a private school. Like Definitely not. I don't I, I don't want to go to a small school. Um, maybe, last thing on this, maybe it's a marketing issue from UCSB, though. Because like we're saying, the, the resources are definitely out there at Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a bigger issue of you and I not seeking them out. Right. And taking advantage of them. Right. But is that on us? Is that on them? It's really hard to say. It cannot be our fault. <laughs> I can't imagine that it's our fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but hey, you got a job. I did. And it was through UCSB, which is the ironic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah. Now that I say that. Yeah, but that's literally like, I got one email that said from a company that was hiring. They're like, hey, we're hiring from UCSB. Um, if you want to come to, you know, this info thing. And that kind of just like led into one thing to another. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt so much more real than applying to jobs on LinkedIn. Right. Where I know I'm tricking myself into thinking I'm productive by yeah. clicking quick apply 26 right. times. Right, right. And then shutting my laptop. I don't know. But you hear you hear about people getting jobs that way. That My sister just got a new job in San Diego. Literally that way? like Literally that way. A company she applied to like three months ago emails her for a phone interview and it ended up working out. So maybe it is productive. Oh, dude. You ever use, I don't know. You ever use Handshake? Yes. Not really, though. Yeah. Only to, like, go to UCSB stuff. That feels more, that feels more, like, real more like to me handshake. than LinkedIn. Like, LinkedIn seems like, it feels like I'm just sending it, and then it just goes, and then disappears, and no one I ever think, opens it. Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the advice that I've gotten about LinkedIn is use it to, to network, use it to find out which alumni work at your, at the company you're looking at, find it, you know, try and connect yourself through LinkedIn, but applying to jobs through LinkedIn, thinking that like, this is how everyone does it is just wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people, I don't know. Companies want a reason to pick you and like your effortless quick apply doesn't, doesn't mean anything to them. I applied to this job where it was, it was through LinkedIn, but they take you to like an external website to do the job application. Mm-hmm. And it was in the middle of just one of those, let's feel productive and apply to job things. Right. And there's a spelling test on it. There's a literacy portion of it, a punctuation portion. And then one of those, like read this passage and tell oh me what it insinuates. God. And it was for like the strangest, you know, like bullshit analyst role. Right. And I was like, I literally was like, I must be on the wrong page. And it took me probably 45 minutes. And the whole time I was like, I'm just curious to see what the next thing's going to be. Like, what else do they want to know if I can do? What were there you are do- some what, tough ones. <laughs> what, were you, what were you talking about where the, the company will ask you questions like critical thinking questions, like how many dogs exist? Oh, yeah. So I was doing some research in like the big, dis- big consulting companies like yeah. Boston Consulting and I don't know, whatever other big dogs there are. Mm-hmm. And I guess they have a lot of those. Let's play then. Let's play this game. Huh? How many dogs exist in the United States right now? 
You want to do the numbers? All right, 330 million people in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Are you Googling the answer? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're the, yeah, I'm, so the, I'm, I'm getting Yeah, interviewed. you're getting interviewed okay. right now. 330 million people? Yeah. Let's say, uh, say families of four, right? So that takes us to about 90 million families. 30% have dogs, 30 million dogs. Is that your final answer? Final answer. 89.7 million dogs in the U.S. So if I didn't do that last division, I would have been fine. Yeah, you would have. That was solid. That was honestly really solid. That's what I like to see, though, is when they're a little bit creative about the way in which they're like going about understanding like your value and how you think and how you operate and the way you think about. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's cool. I would, I would, I would like to be in an interview that didn't feel so, you know, tell me a time that you overcame something. Tell me a time that you were embarrassed. Tell me a time you were a leader, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Those conversations suck. Did you have to do that a lot? Um, not a lot, but like 30 minutes of it, 30 minutes of it. And then like what? 30 minutes of just like, 30 minutes of Shooting like the shit. Yeah. Or just like more related, like related questions. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Santa Barbara. Yeah. All the boys are going to San Diego, huh? Hopefully you coming. I don't know, man. I want to go to the Bay first. <laughs> At least well, I'm moving home afterwards. That's for sure. Just to gather your things. Just to gather myself. Yeah. yeah. Figure out. I don't know. Do I do I just start trying to find a corpo job? There's no. Do rush. I get a yeah? Do I get a restaurant job? I don't know. I feel like I know a lot of people that are like, I might go try and find a bartending job in a city and just live off that. And yeah, and there's no rush. And there's no in rush. San Diego. But it's also sick to be like 32 and like have shit going on. But you can do that and start at 26. You know, you don't have to start at 22. True. Like your sister just hopped into like a really awesome job. Yeah. And she's, and she was out the game for, yeah. Yeah. She's 25. I could be wrong. You don't know how old your sister is. 97 plus 21 turns 24 this year. Currently 23. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. And you're 22. I'm 22. You guys are only like a year and a half apart. It's one of those things like we're a year and then it goes to two years and then it gets cut down to a year. Yeah. 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 As, <laughs> as ages do. <laughs> Constantly when, changing. When one of us gets a year older, <laughs> the other one's two years behind. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, what can we do to to set goals for this for this quarter? I also want to pitch to the crowd our uh, our time capsule idea, and see if we if everyone thinks it's a good idea. Okay, I do. I do think that's a smart idea. But at this point, it doesn't feel special. Like we're going to open it up in what eight weeks. <laughs> Like, yeah, I remember putting that in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's a stupid idea. I think it's... It would have been sick if we did in the beginning of the year. Yeah. But now it's pointless. So we had Deltopia. I mean, we didn't have it, but... It happened in Isla Vista. It happened in Isla Vista. The date came and went. Exactly. And I don't know if you walked down Del Playa at any point during it, but it was chaos. And... There were a lot of cops there, but it became very obvious that the cops weren't there to roll the students. The cops were there to protect them from the, you know, the Elliot Roger manifesto guy. Yeah, that was heavy. Yeah, he was like sending it in, in a letter to like businesses and stuff. The same guy that did it on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, so basically for everyone that's listening, yeah, there was a guy on Twitter 
that just post like posted the word for word Elliot Rogers manifesto that he said to the camera before he went and like murdered a bunch of people in Ala Vista um, about a decade ago now. And, you know, the, I was, I was actually the reason I know that is because I was walking down Del Playa yesterday and I was, I was listening, I was overhearing this conversation that was happening between two cops and two students. And there, there was no, like no one was getting rolled or, handcuffed or anything there was just it was a sunday it was, it was a, sunday. a it was a monday it was a monday yeah they were just like chatting him up one guy was holding a guitar it looked like good vibes um but the cop was talking about the uh how this guy whoever it was that um that posted the elliot rogers manifesto on twitter also like went around and delivered letters to businesses in iv and in galita that was like it had the manifesto written on the letter all like, on I, the same day yeah so I think it, we began to realize real, real quickly that like they were there to prevent, you know, massive like unrest, like any riots or anything, but also yeah. to prevent, like to keep the students safe. Yeah. What, you know, what I thought was interesting about the Twitter part of it mm-hmm. was the tweet came out on April 1st, April fool's day. And a lot of people took that. I don't really know how that fits into the context of all of it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's something like it obviously doesn't make it less serious, but I don't know if that changes like the intentions of the guy mm-hmm. um, or whatever. But I didn't hear about it on April first. I heard about it on April second, mm-hmm. and right when I got a notification where kids were sending it to me, like, "Dude, whatever, look, like, look how scary this is. Like, right. Be aware of this." I was in uh, PMH uh, in Isla Vista, and like four tables around me at the same time were like, "Holy fuck! Did you guys see this?" So it was like almost like oh a my like a day delay. And right. I, just, I just saw like twelve people like getting the news right when I did, and that's yeah. not even a coincidence. I think just once something like that, like once I, someone sees it and sends it to, you know, the greater community, then it spreads so fast. I wonder if that's a common thing with other schools too, because every year we've been here, there's been uh, like someone sends in the in the group me, be careful. Like someone just saw someone with a gun on DP, or like someone just saw someone with a gun walking through IV, like, the cops are on it right now. Like, stay inside for tonight, or whatever. Um, I think ours is, like, I think that mass shooting is so recent that we've had almost one, uh, not like, we've had one, like, reference, one person reference Elliot Rogers every year since we've been here. Yes. Being like, I'm going to be, like, I'm doing the same thing pretty much. Right. Where they have to go. Like watch all the sorority houses. Watch pretty much just send out like yeah. the troops to IV to keep everyone safe. Yeah, and thankfully nothing's ever happened yet. But like we had the one in the library. Do you remember that mm-hmm. uh, sophomore year? Oh yeah, where I someone about that. slipped the library in a note, and it said something along the lines of whatever. Oh my! And God. We, like they just, I think they sent out an email to be like, hey, by the way, yeah, they did. Like, be careful. This threat happened. Yeah. <sighs> oh God! Wasn't your brother here? He, this, that was his senior year, 2014, but it was on Memorial Day, the last week in May, so mm-hmm. he was home in San Diego, thank God. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah. Where did he live at that time? Where did he live senior year? 6'5 DP. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, Agra, that's so spooky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things the cop said, too, he was like, it's weird, it's just like, it's just annoying that this guy is, like, trying so hard to, like, revive to revive, like, you know, the Elliot Rogers name and revive, like, what he did to this community because it, like, 
even though the community has healed a lot and it's moved on, it's still, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's annoying that it works. Like it's still scary. Like everyone is still like super spooked about it today. Yeah. You know, and, and if and, you're, if you're like willing to be that immoral and take advantage of people's fear like that, yeah, yeah. you can just bring up this name and it immediately it yeah. does that effect. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then there was that thing that happened this year where the guy, they found some like uh, an like a professor. I don't know if it was a professor or how he was related to the school, but he had basically been pushed off the bluff. Yeah, you, at Campus you, Point, right? Yeah, at Campus Point, and he died. And uh, they thought like someone did it, and apparently, you know, it was just like going around and like every business shut down. I had work that night. I think someone and, did do it, right? So I don't know. They pulled a guy in for for questioning and then they ended up releasing him saying like he didn't do it. So, so I don't exactly know the details, but, um, I, I, yeah, I had worked that night at rock fire, which is like right in the middle of IV, which is exactly where they said he was heading. Like apparently he was going across campus into IV. Yeah. And, uh, but he didn't have like a gun or anything on him. He had just like killed, killed some crazy. Yeah. So far as we know, um, (laughs) it's not funny, but I had work, yeah, I had work that night. Like, I was supposed to go to my shift, and then everyone's texting me, like, stay inside, stay inside. There's this thing going on. And uh, so I text my boss, and he's like, he's like, yeah, like, just stay on call. Like, we might have you come in later. I was like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, the girls were too afraid to work. It's so, like, we're going to need you to come in and, like, and work it. Like, and well, I'm in like, that same boat. Yeah, I was like, well, don't make it a gender thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't want to come in. <laughs> uh well, back to content goals. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how we ended up there, but um, content it, goals. I want to interview someone that we don't know, not in our immediate friend group. That's a big one yes, for me. Yes, me too. And I don't think it's a bad idea to get one more friendly interview under our belt. Yeah. Because the last one did have some technical issues. Technical issues for Although sure. I think I think you definitely kind of held the reins in that interview. Yeah. But I thought it flowed very well. Yeah, Absolutely. And I definitely think it being in person, we already talked about this, but it being in person, you know, you can kind of read the social cues in the room. Absolutely. That helps a lot for us to understand when we should and should not interject in the conversation. Right. We don't want to step on each other's toes or anything. And then it helps the guests feel comfortable knowing that like this is a good time to talk or they can tell that this is about to be the end of my answer. It's, it's funny too, how, how like he was so nervous you know what I mean? And, like, I remember feeling that way the first couple times we did this, too. Like, as soon as the mics come out and the soundboard's out here, it's like, Jesus, fuck. Like, this is a this is a podcast. Like, I'm about to send my voice out to the world. Mm-hmm. But that's almost a positive thing. You know, when you have a guest on, like, you want them to feel like it's legitimate and, like, they're talking to a bigger audience. And I think you're right. I think one more, one more interview with someone we previously know is going to be very useful just, yeah, just for like technical stuff. And then we could go even like, I want to, can we say who we want to interview or should we keep that hush hush? Uh, we can say, I mean, the odds of it working out are pretty small. Anyways. Yeah. I want to do, I want to see if we can get the, the person behind UCSB party, even if they're like anonymous, like a, just a zoom screen anonymous. Mm-hmm. I want to see if we can get, I don't know. I, I floated the idea of having, like an Isla Vista cop on the podcast, but that's gotten like mixed reviews from people I know. So really, well, yeah, like a lot of people 
you know, obviously there's a lot of um, contention between the cops and the public right now, especially like kids our age where there's a, like a lot of political activism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that some people here, you're going to have a cop on the podcast. Like, why would you give them a platform? Like some people are so anti-police, like they don't even want to hear a word. Uh, and some people are like, well, if you do have them on and like you're not hard enough on them, then like you look like a puppet. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just... I, I like that's and then there's some people that are like no I think that'd be like super interesting because like we have this we see the Isla Vista police as the, this like evil entity but like at yeah. the end of the day they're just like dudes that like got that work them. here yeah, yeah exactly I think uh I think it's unhealthy to not hear people <laughs> like, I agree I think it's unhealthy to just assume that not even that they're awful people but I would like to talk to them about like the organization, like the organizational change that has to happen. Right. Because that's, it seems like that's the complaint at the end of the day where, again, this is way too political for this podcast. Right. But if there is going to be that change, it's not, it's not officer, you know, Riggs who's sitting on the corner. Right. That's the issue. Sabato. Yeah. (laughs) Camino del Sur. Right. It's probably like the organization and like how the structure, you know. Right. Trains officers and does that whole thing. But. But yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. I thought that would be really interesting. I think um, maybe we could have a, a live performance from Play Art or something. Remember them? Yeah. Coffee. We, coffee. Banger. We could do, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah, of different any, ideas. Any other content creators I think would be cool too. Like also, a band or. Like, shout out the uh, the Nexus podcast. I believe it's called Off the Pod. And uh, it's two women that run it and. They're, they're also students. I think they're our age, maybe a year below us. Um, but, man, do they run a tight ship. Like, their podcast sounds – it sounds so good. They're so informed. Like, they just know exactly what they're doing. They have awesome guests. They talk to administration. They talk to experts. You know, I just – I was super impressed. And, and, you know, I also think they're super fair. Like, obviously, you know, it, can, it does get political just because, you know – that's what it is, but, you know, they do a good job of, like, even when they have someone from one side, like, leaning far one side, they'll be like, well, no, I think, like, you know, there's a lot of people that see it this way, and that's totally understandable, and so I just, I just like when, I don't know, I just thought it was sick, and I think if we could get one of them on as, like, just like a like, mentor? Yeah, exactly, like, to talk, starting the podcast, and what you've learned, what we've learned, our experiences in IV, like, think that would be super sick yeah and i think they would be interested in that if we could figure that out with covid um or maybe they would have us on theirs that'd be sick (laughs) (laughs) how many listeners do you think the nexus podcast gets i bet they do pretty good numbers Mm, their podcast you think their podcast does good numbers i'm sure people read their articles but like yeah probably a pretty niche i I, I mean i don't know maybe i just don't think a lot of students listen to it Really good. Not set. because it's not a good podcast, just because they like a lot of people don't even know the Nexus has a podcast. Yeah, people don't even Mark, maybe marketing issue. Maybe it's a marketing issue, but but I think there are a lot of parents and UCSB alumni that really that follow the Nexus pretty closely and probably listen to the podcast. But um, hey, we no one listens to our podcast. I'm not. I'm not shaming. I'm not podcast shaming. It's not about the listens. It's not about the listeners. It's just about. 
Hey, should we shout out the your friend that used our podcast as part of their? Oh yeah, uh, big shout out to Grace Carter for listening to our sports betting episode. Um, I'm not entirely sure what she learned from it, <laughs> but she claims it was helpful in writing an essay on the progress in sports betting. So maybe it's for the people. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. For, maybe it is for the listeners. Occasionally, some like it's. It seems obvious to us. We feel like we're not you know, saying anything original, and a lot of times we aren't, but people learn something sometimes, for right or, for better or for worse. They sometimes. Do. Sometimes they learn. So uh, it is about the lessons. It is about. It's about people <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Yeah, I. I wish this was something that did wasn't so much better in person. Podcasting is so much better in person. It's not even close. It's not even It's like close. having a phone call versus yeah. not having a phone call and talking to the person <laughs> with your mouth in their ears. So figuring out how this is going to exist beyond college could be difficult. But you're coming to San Diego. Yeah, that's true. Maybe eventually. Maybe I'll go to SF. Who knows? Maybe I'll go to SF. Who knows what happens, but. Um, we could field some of the questions from last true. episode. Let's run it. Do you want to try and pull it up on your laptop? Yeah, perfect. The only issue is that I just changed our password to one of those Safari recommended strong passwords. And why do you think people are trying to hack our Instagram? It said we were data leaked. Could you imagine what that would data do to this leaked? podcast? <laughs> if someone had access to our 50 followers on Instagram. Oh, I also want to get merch for the, for the podcast before it inevitably ends when. Oh, we True. Graduate. That really Dude, I wish I could have I wish I could have merch before uh trivia night so I could market our or market. Dude, we should give pod. a big shout out to uh Severin from Truly Deek. Mm, Truly Deek, yeah. He, like they're they have a clothing brand and they're absolutely killing it. Very simple design, but just very good looking. They have like their their gray hoodies. Have they moved beyond the uh the gray hoodie? I assume uh, I think they've done hoodies and shirts, but And they probably have an Instagram. All drawn by Severin, um, locally screen printed. Support your local screen printer. Yeah, so they so they do have an Instagram, and they have some sick ass designs. Um, is he doing this full time? No. Okay, so what is he doing? It's, oh, he's doing uh, COVID swabs. Hmm. That's what Severin's doing. Yeah, he just he like he goes to like he works for this company that like will go to your site and swab you. Yeah, it's called it's called Truly Deek. You can find their Instagram super easily, and then their website's in their in their bio. Let's talk questions. Questions. First one, Ryan Leak. Could you please elaborate on the corner that you address in your title? Pass. Privilege information. Pass. <laughs> Olivia Kelly. What is the silver lining of COVID? I'll pass. Take- <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, that's a good one. What's the silver lining of COVID? For me, yeah. getting to do things like this, things that don't take necessarily a lot of time, but where my time would be spent like in lecture halls or, or being tired from biking to campus and back. Yeah. yeah. Or just so much free time gets created when you're at home all day. Right. So I can do things like podcast or, yeah. uh, you know, my family that my brother and sister live in San Francisco, they were in San Diego a lot. So I get right. to see them more. Yeah. So definitely, many silver linings. Definitely silver lining. Yeah. Family time and uh, yeah, I would say this podcast wouldn't happen without COVID or wouldn't have happened with three years with no COVID. We right. never had a podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. One year there's COVID. I would say my silver lining is yeah, 
just the that's not even a silver lining though. I'm gonna go with my like anti silver lining. I I miss. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna go silver lining. I'm gonna go the opposite. I think with COVID, you kind of feel like like you know when you like go sledding and you just get these runs that you just like these grooves that go deeper and deeper and you end up like not being able to like create your own path. You know, mm-hmm. feels like you're in a divot all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like sometimes. I feel like I'm not getting out of the house and biking places and, and being like, and moving around. Like I feel very contained. Yeah. So I'm kind of what you're supposed to do though, but I agree. What? Like you're kind of like during COVID like kind of a contained period. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what sucks about COVID. Anti-silver lining. It's not like I I would do it any differently, but like it is just, it is what it is. Yeah. So not exactly the answer you were looking for, but thank you, Olivia for the question. Connor picked his own question. (laughs) Um, Blake, religious question. First time we've addressed this topic. Okay. Do you think that science and more recent evolution data is making it harder to be religious? Hot take, no. I yeah. think I think a lot of people that are religious now understand that the evolution take was was Super debunked. Odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you can be religious in other No, ways. I think I think you're right. I think people don't don't they're not religious because they're looking for the answer to how the world was created. You know, like they're religious for reasons of that, like are very like practical and like help mm-hmm. them get through the day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So no, I don't think it makes it harder to be religious, but good question. Good question. Like that you're uh, poking the, yeah, exactly. poking the bear a little there. Exactly. Uh, Nick shield. What would your UFC walk up songs be? I think I probably wouldn't try and go too aggressive. Ori- originally I was looking for really aggressive rap songs. Yeah. And now I think I would just go for something. I'd probably They're, do Rex Orange County. <laughs> I'd just try and get the crowd on my side, you know? Make sure people are rooting for me. Because I think that would be big in a fight. Yeah. I think if I knew the crowd was against me, I would I would lose a lot of the momentum. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so me. This is Jordan's walk-up song. That's my brother. So if you're crossing him, you're crossing me. Yeah. Who's that by? Uh, 2K Baby Song Old Streets Old Streets um, I think I would go with War Edwin Starr Get the crowd on their feet War Oh is that War <laughs> <laughs> So That's a cliche-ass answer. Yeah, but that's a good answer. What's something you gained at school in the last four years that wasn't taught in class? Also, Nick Shield. Do you have an an answer off the top of your head? I think something I learned or gained, I guess, but I think I learned it more so, is like how to deal with people that you kind of know but you don't really know. Mm -hmm. And I think the first couple years I – I was way weirder about not saying hi to people, even though I knew that I knew them and they knew me. Right. And then now I realize it's better for everyone. Be social. Go say hi. It makes everyone feel good. That's a really, really, really good answer. Okay. Try and back that up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay. That's a, but that, that's totally a different way from what I was thinking, the way I was thinking about it. Um, I was thinking like, how to open a beer bottle with another beer bottle. <laughs> How to set up a volleyball net. <laughs> but, okay, socially. Uh, Dude, just do what you're thinking, man. 
Do your thing. In the same way that yours was, you know, just even though you kind of know someone doesn't mean you can't go say hi. I would say I would uh, like I was always the, the person in high school that was like saying hi to like like if I knew you, I'm saying hi. Because, great like, quality. Great quality. But like sometimes in college, you're just moving so fast. You're walking down the street. People don't say hi. It happens. Don't trip on it. Keep moving forward. Do your thing. Brush it off. Brush it off. Cassie Meyer asks, is it weird to put sriracha on every food item you eat? No, it's not weird. Every food item. <laughs> Breakfasts. Breakfast is chill. Cereal. Oatmeal. Mm, not chill. Oatmeal. Oh, no. Oatmeal oh, could work. I think I think no because I put hot sauce on pretty much everything as well, and it's not weird. So. I couldn't tell if that was a shot at you. Oh, is that, is that what it is? I don't know. Is that what she's doing? I don't know. Cassidy. Oh, um, fuck yourself, Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Alexander asks, Zion or Luca? Luca's the future, not Zion. Do you know who he's talking about? Yes. Huge basketball guy over here. Let's do a quick, uh, let's address the elephant in the room we haven't talked about. UCSB what? lost, and maybe we shouldn't have lost. Oh. But I will say, no hard feelings. Sal, if you're listening to this, um, first happens, of all, dude. great to have you as a listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second yeah, of all. I don't know how you found us, but I'm so happy you did. Second of all, you had an amazing season, amazing career at UCSB. Yeah. Don't hang the leave head about it, that. Don't hang that. that. But you could have absolutely bodied that kid. Obliterated that Bodied that kid. I'm not going to say it, but. Um, Pierce Kavanaugh, if you're gifted $1 million, we have to invest in either crypto or marijuana stocks. Which? Um, I'm going to go for the spirit of the question because you're basically investing in fiat currency or cryptocurrency, but that's only for my crypto. Is marijuana fiat currency? Well, if you, if you're, if you're buying a stock that trades in us dollars then whatever anyways uh marijuana is gonna plateau eventually is it has alcohol plateaued i know but i think it just grows proportionately to like the consumer base another shout out seth rogan his weed and ceramics company uh i think it's called treehouse it's called houseplant excuse me sorry um yeah and but it's cool he uses or he like hand picks the strains he likes the most and then he sells like they're honestly like as much design pieces as they are like for smoking weed but they're like really cool ashtrays that you're like excited to keep on your counter that's dope and he sells like records with songs that he wants you to listen to Whoa. while you're smoking his weed Dude, that's so cool. And he has, yeah. And it, like the ceramic stuff, like he makes it. I don't know. He's got, if you're not on Seth Rogen's Twitter, great Twitter follow. Things I'm not like, like that's the kind of thing for like a real weed smoker. And I've just never been that. You know what I mean? But I'll start. I'll start for, for him. Seth? <laughs> yeah, for Seth, I'll do that. <laughs> but that's the thing where it's like, even if you're not a real weed smoker, like you can just buy the ashtray. Just to someone's support. Like someone's going to smoke it. Smoke the weed. <laughs> Smoking. Someone's gonna smoke that plant. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um. All right. Last question. Maybe not a good one to end on because I don't even understand what it's saying. NBA Top Shot and other NFTs blowing up recently. Oh, I know what this is. Not exactly a question. I think it's more of a 
topic to discuss. Yeah. Okay. So I believe this is from Carson Gentes. Okay. Yeah. So what he, what I believe he's talking about is the fact that the NBA is now selling these things called NFTs and the NFTs are non fungible tokens. They're basically a digital asset that you and only you can own. So like when, when someone, you know, sends you a picture, the computer copies that picture, sends it to them. Now there's two pictures, which one's the original, right? NFTs are saying, this is the original. I'm going to, I'm going to put this stamp of approval on it. It will follow it wherever it goes. This is the original, right? Mm -hmm. So what the NBA is doing is they're saying, we'll send you, we'll, we'll, you can buy clips from us, clips of whatever, random clips. And they'll be like, you'll think of them as like, you know, like a, like a playing card, you know, like okay. a rookie card or something. Right. So you'll they'll get, sell you like they'll get you, highlight post. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll just be a, you know, like a regular possession from the, the Nets Celtics game of 1989. You know what I mean? Like, like what? Well, like I'm saying like, Oh, a random possession. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see, in I the see. game, yeah. you know I what I mean? Like object. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously like the most valuable clips will be, you know, bidded on. Worth and, more. Yeah, exactly. But the whole thing is like, just because you are technically the owner of that clip doesn't mean I can't see that clip anytime I want. I got YouTube. Exactly. So it's like, where is the actual value of having that ownership? You know, like you don't like, I'm pretty sure you don't like, it's still the NBA's right to like, to like post that or to like have like the privilege to like license it or whatever. So I don't know. It's just basically, it sounds like the question is like talking about like, is this the future? Is it not the future? I hope it's not the future because I think it's dumb. But And I think baseball cards, granted, I know nothing about baseball, baseball cards, or anything about the sport, but I imagine they were dope before the internet. Right. Because you got, like, stats and you right, got, like, right, the right, photo right. and everything. Right. And now, and now it's you like, want to see Jackie Robinson's rookie year stats? Google it. Google it. On Wikipedia. That's true. I didn't even think about that. And obviously there's still, you know, and who cares? You know, if there's a if there's a niche or niche market that loves these NFTs and loves like trading them and selling them, buying them, whatever, like do your thing. If they want to spend money on that, whatever. But mainstream wise, I don't think anyone cares. I think they'll be like as irrelevant as baseball cards. I think I won't care. If that's the question, will I care? No. <laughs> the answer is no, but thank you for the question. Um, all right. All right. I think that's a wrap. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. We've we've definitely hit time already, so time and a half on this. Time and a half. So thank uh, we just want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, we promise. Um yeah, interact with our social media. We love um we love questions. We love comments. We love uh, likes. <laughs> we love views. <laughs> we, love we love people that listen. Messages that tell us you enjoy it yeah message tell us you don't enjoy it maybe Truly. you like the shorter ones maybe like the longer ones absolutely or text us most of you listening probably have our numbers so. yeah true if all you right. don't connor's is <laughs> yeah, all right well then with that um play us out connor we'll play us out connor, connor.